What's up people, I'm Malcolm Berry and you're listening to Facts Not Gossip, your weekly factual news. Try imagining this, a country where everyone is educated and employed. Seems like a dream come true, right? But it may also feel impossible. What if I told you it isn't? Welcome to the world of communism. Well, don't be scared, it's nothing like those old American movies. As per me, it's the best form of government. It's because it's a system of social organization in which all property is owned by the community and each person contributes and receives according to their ability and needs. It's more of an ideology than a form of government, which makes it different from the other types. So let's look through its brief history. According to Richard Pipes, the idea of classless egalitarian society first emerged in ancient Greece. The 5th century Mazdaq movement in Persia, Iran, has been described as communistic for challenging the enormous privileges for noble classes and clergy, for criticizing the institution of private property and for striving to create an egalitarian society. At one time or another, Various small communist communities existed, generally under the inspiration of scripture. In the medieval Christian church, some monastic communities and religious orders shared their land and their other property. Communist thoughts has also been traced back to the works of 16th century English writer Thomas More. In his 1516 treatise, Utopia, more portrayed a society based on common ownership of property, whose rulers administered it through the application of reason. In the 17th century, communist thought that surfaced again in England, where a Puritan religious group known as the Diggers advocated the abolition of private ownership of land. In his 1895 Cromwell and Communism, Edward Bernstein argued that several groups during the English Civil War, especially the Diggers, espoused clear communistic agrarian ideals and that Oliver Cromwell's attitude towards these groups was uh, best at ambivalent and often hostile. Criticism of the idea of private property continued in the Age of of Enlightenment of the 18th century through such thinkers as Jean-Jacques Rousseau in France. uh, Following the appeal of the French Revolution, communism later emerged as a political doctrine. In the early 19th century, various uh, social reforms founded communities based on common ownership of land. Unlike many previous communistic communities, they replaced the religious emphasis with rational and philanthropic basis. Notable among them were Robert Owen, who founded New Harmony, Indiana in 1825, as well as Charles Fourier, where followers uh, organized other settlements in the United States, such as Brook Farm in 1841. In its modern form, communism grew out of the socialist movement in 19th century Europe. As the Industrial Revolution advanced, uh, socialist critics blamed capitalism for the misery of the proletariat uh, new class of urban factory workers who labored under often hazardous conditions. Foremost among these critics were Karl Marx 
and his associate Frederick Engels. In 1848, Marx and Engels bought a new definition of the communism and popularized the term in the famous pamphlet, The Communist Manifesto. But the question in your minds right now would be, why didn't it work and get well established like democracy? It's because people understood communism is impossible. Communism is an ideal state where nobody is above anybody and that everybody is equal not only in their wealth distribution but also socio-economic status. However, in real world, it's not possible to achieve a, u- a utopia where there isn't a central government and that everybody rules themselves. The closest to communism countries have gotten is socialism, which states that through similar to communism, there exists a central government to dictate rule and law. China and then USSR were closer to socialism than communism. Even now, China since Deng Xiaoping had realized that political state of communism was doomed to fail and thus he set upon the journey to open up China's economy and adopt partial capitalism. Of course, China still considers itself communist in nature. The fall of USSR clearly showed that the economic model of communism, if continued in long term, would not be sustainable. China realized it, Vietnam recently realized it, North Korea still does not and their economy is in pieces partly because of the crippling sanctions of theirs. But still, there are its advantages if it clicks in the future. It reduces the impact of socio-economic differences in society, people start life off with the same opportunities, educational opportunities increase during communist rule. It also creates a stronger social community. But as you may know, nothing is perfect. So communism does have some disadvantages. Like most employment opportunities are in the agricultural sector. Individual rights are not a top priority under communist rule. And dissent is not permitted, permitted under communist rule. It's not that our government has to follow communism so that our lives may change more or less for the better. Our day-to-day actions can make a difference. So that's it. This is what communism is briefly. And if someone wants to know what communism, what is communism, you can tell them this quote. The water you drink after quenching your thirst belongs to someone else. They will get the total idea. Now, quarantine has almost made me crazy. The only thing saving me is Netflix. All of you know the best uh, origin Netflix original series. But do you know its story? The story behind its international level success? Well, don't worry, ain't that kind of story where there's a uh, poor boy who comes from a family, a poor family and he works hard towards success and which expects other to sh- others to show some em- sympathy. This is more of a story which makes us understand that our everyday small problems might be one for many others too. The founders of Netflix are Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph. Perhaps no company in recent memory has been revolutionary to the entertainment industry as Netflix INC. Once limited largely to cable TV service, movie rentals and VCR recordings, Netflix has helped transform the entertainment landscape 
to an on-demand library and streamed content. At the time of writing, Netflix is available in 190 countries and boasts over 125 million customers worldwide. And most people are familiar with Netflix and its vast array of viewing choices. Here are a few untold facts about the leader in streamed video con- content. Netflix was founded as a result of blockbuster late fee and still has DVD subscribers. For those who haven't heard about Blockbuster, it was an American-based provider of home and movie and video game rental services through a video rental shop, DVD by mail, streaming, video on demand and cinema theater. Blockbuster expanded internationally throughout the 1990s. So Netflix CEO Reed Hastings came up with the idea after getting socked with a late fee for a movie rental at Blockbuster Video. Hastings was inspired to create a service without late fees and use money he received from the buyout of another software company to fund the venture. Netflix launched its first DVD rental service in 1998 and still has about 4 million subscribers. and Netflix was originally called Kibble. The Netflix management team originally had some trouble coming up with a permanent name for the business. In its early days, Netflix co-founder Mark Randolph decided to call the company Kibble. It was the name that Randolph decided to use for test sites and legal documents, but was not a name he wanted to use on a permanent basis. After several iterations and test names, Hastings and Randolph agreed on naming their business Netflix. The company also had some branding issues when they attempt, attempted to split their DVD segment from Netflix and call it Quickster. The public hated the new name and Quickster vanished from the Netflix brand less than a month later. Blockbuster turned down an offer to buy Netflix for $50 million. This story might be not be, might not be a secret. but it it is rich with irony the company that is inspired the creation of netflix had a chance to buy netflix outright in 2000 for a price tag of 50 million dollars hastings envisioned an agreement where netflix would act as an online complement to blockbuster's traditional brick and mortar model blockbuster turned down the offer 5 years later in 2005 Netflix was up to 4.5 million customers while Blockbuster was struggling to evolve in the international internet economy Blockbuster which peaked in 2004 with almost 9000 retail locations began struggling and was filed for bankruptcy in 2010 at the end of 2017 Blockbuster operated just 9 stores and Netflix was worth more than 40 million 40 billion dollars as of may 2020 only one blockbuster location remains open in bend oregon netflix account for one third of all internet traffic it's not surprising that netflix is netflix bandwidth is a band is a bandwidth hog what may be less known is the fact that in many areas of the world netflix is the largest source of internet activity but some estimates it accounts for roughly one third of total internet traffic during peak usage periods netflix spent 12 billion dollars creating original content in 2018 and expects to shell out about 15 billion dollars in 2019 and they did so 
To put that in perspective, that's nearly equivalent to the gross domestic product of Albania and more than the GDP of many countries like Madagascar. With this watches, the company is actively looking forward to focus less on licensing shows that they do not own. 140 million hours a day. It is estimated that average Netflix subscriber streams about 90 minutes of content every day. Given the number of subscribers who stream content daily, over 1 billion hours of content is streamed per week. Netflix's first original show. Netflix subscribers are likely familiar with the large library of original content that the company produces, including series such as Orange is the New Black and Glow. However, the company was testing out video formats and capabilities long before any of these programs hit the streaming service. An 11-minute long video titled Example Show was used by Netflix as a means of testing its ability to successfully stream high-definition content. The video can be easily found by searching example in the search bar and trust us, it, trust me, it's worth the watch. The show features juggling moonwalking model trains and monologue from Julius Caesar. So you'd be knowing a few newer facts about our favorite media service provider. The story about their success remi- reminded me of my favorite quote from Winston Churchill that success is not final and failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. So right now, Twitter is flooded with memes about a baby boy's name. Yup, I'm talking about Elon Musk's son, XIH12. Elon Musk and Grimes have garnered plenty of attention since announcing the new name of the newborn baby, but now it seems they can't agree on how it should be pronounced. Speculation over the name XIH12 has been a major topic of conversation since the couple welcomed the baby into the world on Monday with questions over what the characters mean. The Canadian musician Grimes Real name Claire Elise Boucher previously explained that I in, is the Elven spelling of AI, which is shorthand for artificial intelligence. It's just X, like the letter X, and then AI, like how we say uh, letter A, then I, I. So uh, wrote Grimes on Thursday in response to a query on Instagram. However, Musk told podcast host Joe Rogan a different pronunciation of the name in a controversial release Thursday, even as the credited Grimes for coming up with the moniker. First of all, my partner is the one on that, actually mostly came up with the name, the Tesla SpaceX CEO said, yeah, she's great at names. Rogan then asked how is it to be pronounced, which Musk responded, I mean it's just X, then letter X, that is letter X, and then Ash is like pronounced Ash. So what I told I, he te- he told is pronounces Ash. And then Aitwell, Aitwell is my contribution. Unfortunately for the happy parents, it seems that issues with XI812 go further than disagreements over pronunciation. The unusual choice could fall foul of state rules in California, which stipulate that names can only have 26 alphabetical characters of English language. For those curious about what the name means, Grimes broke down each character of the name in a post on Twitter. She explained X stood for the unknown variable, while I, AI was shorthand for artificial intelligence. 
the 32 year old star then shared that a part of her son's name is a reference to her favorite aircraft A12 is the precursor for the SR17 our favorite aircraft no weapons no defenses just speed great in battle but not not but non violent she added although musk later corrected that a part that is partner saying it was actually SR71 well this tweet from grimes came 4 days ago Recently, half of the people in Twitter made memes about this name while the others tried decoding it, knowing that this is just a hint to the real name. I was one of the second half. I decoded that this was just a pronunciation of the name and X is an unknown letter. So I guess the pronunciation is X and Isle, so X Isle where X is some letter. I was too lazy to find the last letter where X or what X stands for. But to my surprise, the next day my Insta feed is filled with meme pages saying that the decoded name is Kyle. So I was happy that my formula was correct. Actually, people became frustrated that all this was for a Kyle, while the other half of Twitter is making memes memes about how how Grimes will call XI8 will to go to his room. Well, this is just at well, this at least lights up our mood. But neither Elon nor Grimes have verified that Kyle is the actual name of the baby. But I can verify you one thing: this kid is gonna get bullied a lot. So that's all, guys. Meet you next week. This is Malcolm Berry signing off.